Hello everyone, uh, welcome to ATP Live Monday. I just want to be sure I'm live on Instagram. Um, because I'm trying something new on Instagram today, so um, please let me know if I'm live, you can see me on Instagram. I'm trying to go live on Instagram from the from our from StreamYard, but I'm not sure whether it's working yet. All right, good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ATP Live Monday. Um, we're trying to go live as well from StreamYard to Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, just let me know whether you can you can see our live video. I'm not really sure how it's working now uh, because I can't see it. Um, So I'm just going to just check. I don't know where I'm supposed to be checking. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm not really sure whether it's working or not. So uh, what I'll do is to I'm just going to try it again.
Anyway, welcome everyone. <laughs> welcome to ATP Live Monday. Um, we're supposed to be live on Instagram as well. Um, but I'm not sure whether it's showing, but I will just try now. Okay, um, okay, uh, let's go to let's go to the Instagram. Oh, okay, that's good. That's closed. Okay, fine. I think we'll just, I think I'll just go live from the usual method and hopefully another time we'll get the Instagram one. Um, I just go live from here. Okay, it's, it's a new technology. I'll get used to it over time. <laughs> All right. So welcome to ATP Live Monday. Happy New Year to every one of you. I hope you had a nice, nice holiday. Um, I know it's been quite a while. Um, thank you so much for joining us. So please like, share the video. And let's invite everyone. For those of you who are new to ATP Live, um, this ATP Live Monday is a program where you can ask any questions you have about your children's health issues, I will try and answer them in the next um, one hour. So welcome everyone. And I'm just trying to make sure the Instagram people can see me. I don't know, I will try and sort out uh, how we can go live simultaneously. All right, so let's just share the video. I just want to quickly share the videos to all the uh, our platforms so everybody can see. So just give me a couple of um, uh, minutes to do that um, and then we can start. But I can see some of you started dropping your questions. Feel free to drop your questions on uh, whichever platform you're watching from. Uh, if you're watching on Instagram, you can drop it on Instagram. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, you can uh, watch, uh, you can drop it also. I'm trying to share to our groups now so everybody can see. Unfortunately, those in the groups, uh, the way it is now, you have to still go to um, 
you have to click on the video to drop your questions because that's the only way I'm going to be able to say them. Um, if you don't have any question, you can just watch the video. But if you have a question, you have to click on the video and get to the video and then you can drop your questions directly under the video. So that's the only way I'll be able to see your question. So we're not live in the group directly like before because I was trying to go live to Instagram at the same time, which uh, doesn't seem to have worked, but I'll, I'll figure it out later on. Okay. And then, so I've shared, so help me to share the video. It's available on YouTube. It's available on Facebook. And then let's pin it as well. Um, let's pin it whichever uh, platform you're watching. Uh, I will do that. You can do that, but I'll, I'll try and just quickly do that. And then we can we can start answering the questions. And Instagram people, you're welcome. Uh, please drop your questions. Um, and I will answer them as well. I can see all your questions on Facebook. You're welcome. Uh, I'm just trying to share the video and I'm trying to pin them. And after that, I'll be able to start answering them. So welcome. I hope you didn't miss us too much. <laughs> I know some of you did miss us. We missed you too, uh, but it's good. We do need a break so that we can recover and be ready for the new year so we can offer you better services. All right, so just a few more seconds for me to pin all the videos and then we'll be starting straight away. Um, for Instagram, people will be able to go live from Instagram from next week. I, I still don't get the, it didn't work properly today. <laughs> it seems like it's a very dynamic thing, but we'll try it another time. Okay, yeah, I think I've finished. Um, all the uh, um, we'll try again now. So, um, all right. So, welcome to ATP Live Monday. I am Bimi Sola Boyde, and uh, um. I'm a pediatrician and I'm here to answer any questions that you may have on our question uh, on all your children health issues. All right, so let's start now because I can see um, I can see some of you already dropped your questions. I think I'll just answer them. We'll just start to answer them. All right. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome, uh, Elizabeth David. I didn't go. Well done, Doctor. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Oni Udoji. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Any blessings. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, Ubede Ifema. Welcome back, Doc. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you. And you have a question. You say, please. I want to ask. Is there anything like hypoallergenic in sunscreen? Because I went to get one for my son, or if you can recommend. So when we say hypoallergenic, it's just an English word. It is not something. It's just a word that means whatever products 
um, is whatever chemicals is mixed into that product is something you can use and very unlikely to create an allergic reaction. So that's just what the word means. So we can say cream is hypoallergenic. We can say earring is hypoallergenic. It just basically means that that product is something that you can use and it will not create a reaction as you know for most people that's just what the word means so if you are trying to buy a sunscreen you can look for the one that has that information that is an hypoallergenic brand so okay but most people don't react to sunscreen but some people have very sensitive skin and they can also react to sunscreen and all that so it's just it's just for you to check and and all that so unless your child is somebody that has a very sensitive skin and your doctors have to do maybe these are the possible things that the child can react to and things that you should stay away from you don't have to worry and so you can try anyone you like and if your child reacts to it then you know that you should not use it again but most of the time uh we don't expect that reaction so that's just what the word hypoallergenic means i hope that is clear Okay, uh, somebody is asking, why is my nine months old refusing breast milk but taking other food like pap, rice, and swallow? All right, so oh, this is Annie is asking from, I think, is it from Instagram? Okay, so um, it, when we are winning the children, we really need to be careful that uh, we don't um, consciously or unconsciously win them off. Complementary feeding is an addition to breastfeeding. It is not a replacement to breastfeeding. Unfortunately, sometimes some of us are in a hurry to make sure that the children eat other food, that we begin to give them too much of the other foods. And in the process of giving them too much of the other food, the child now felt, you know, you give too much of the other food, the child doesn't feel there's a need for them to take breast milk again. So you have unconsciously win them. That is winning. Winning means you actually stop breastfeeding and the child is eating other food. But what we want you to do is to do complementary feeding up to two years. In other words, you are giving other food to add to complement breast milk, not to stop breastfeeding. And that's why it's so important for us to know the quantity and the frequency of feed. Some of us will just keep giving children all the food, all the food as they want it, and you don't remember to give them the breast milk. So in the process, the child just has felt like doesn't need breast milk anymore. So you need to know how often should you give food to a nine-month-old, what quantity you should give to a nine-month-old. Those are very important things uh, for us to know. And if you don't do that, then you may have uh, win the child. So what you can do now is to go back and make sure that the child is... Um, uh taking breast milk first before you give other food and also pay attention to uh the quantity of um the of the complementary food that you're giving the child in as much as you want your child to eat complementary food you don't want them to uh now kind of stop taking breast milk so it's so important that you get uh everything uh, right at the same time. So I suspect that that is what is happening, but it's not too late. You can still always put your child back on breast milk. So what you need to do is that try and breastfeed the child as much as possible. Some of us will begin to reduce the breastfeeding because we are not giving other food. You need to make sure that you are giving as much of the 
a breast milk before and then you are only having the complementary food. And for a nine-month-old, they shouldn't be taking more than three feeds to a day of complementary food, maybe one or two snacks. That's all. So the rest of it should be breast milk. So if you are giving too much of the complementary feed, that may explain why your child is um, now rejecting breast milk. But the way to do it is to, to reduce the quantity of your complementary food. Make sure your child is sucking breast more, and then you can now uh, give the appropriate quantity of the complementary food to add to the breast milk. So I think that's what I'll say. All right, welcome, Instagram people. I can see you, Courtney, Ugoji. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone on Instagram. From next week, Instagram, you'll be able to see the same thing. Those on Facebook are saying, which means to go live to Instagram on StreamYard as well. But I don't know what happened. I couldn't get it right today. But hopefully next week, I will get it right. Happy New Year for last day. Uh, Chinelo, Obielo, bless you, ma. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for you, too. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for last year, what food can I start with for my six-month-old baby? So six-month-old, um, from zero to six months old is just breast milk after six months breastfeeding is not enough and that's when you start adding all the food and that is what we call complementary feeding it means you start you continue to breastfeed your child and you now start giving them other food but you can give them any food from your kitchen okay but usually when you are starting we expect you to start with semi-solid we expect you to start with porridge like kind of food so and the most important thing is for you to understand the principles also behind complementary feeding so the principles there are different classes of food so you have the energy giving food like carbohydrates like your pap like your yam your potato you have the protein food like your fish like your egg like meat and and even plant protein like beans and you know things like that then you also have your fats and oil you know like your butter like your normal palm oil or even the vegetable oil and of course you have what we call the welfare food you have your fruits you have your vegetables and then you also have your of water you also have your dairy of course your breast milk is still the main milk but other milk um can also be given so these are the different classes of food and the idea is that when we don't want you to give your child only one food all the time but when you are introducing food you have to introduce one new food at a time so as to make sure that the child is not allergic to them you have to understand the concept of the quantity you should give to a six-month-old and before you you know gradually build it up and then how you start to mix them up so it's something really important so most people always ask the question what food can I start with for a six-month-old? That is the wrong question because that is not complementary food. So complementary food is not me just telling you start with pap. That is incomplete information. You need to understand there are so much more that are going to complementary food. And that's why many of us sometimes get frustrated because then you're not giving the child pap. And after a while, the child gets tired of the pap. And of course, pap alone is not appropriate food for a six-month-old because that is just one class of food. Whereas you want your child to be having at least four classes of food mixed together at every single meal. All right. So that is important. So it is important for you, you to have a holistic understanding of complementary feeding. You also need to understand what quantity am I going to give? 
you know so when you're starting for a six months so we expect you to give them only two meals a day of complementary food the rest is still going to be breast milk and then you gradually go up and then the, the texture will also change from smooth and you know like semi-solid like liquid porridge like to becoming like match you know or then to becoming full solid food so it's important for you to understand all the length and breadth and of complementary feeding so that you don't get stuck in the middle of the way so i usually don't like to answer the go and start with this particular food that is not there's no one food that you have to start with and some babies will say i don't they don't like pap or they will never take pap doesn't mean that they can't eat other food so there are so many things your child can eat so what is important is for you to understand the principles behind it and how to go about it so for that we usually i always recommend you go to our facebook group we have some videos that has been made by global heads media on complementary feeding so they talk about when to start how to start what quantity to give even what not to give and then how do you change what frequency how often do you feed your child i always want to recommend for you to watch those videos first so have a holistic understanding of complementary feeding before you start i found out that well, at least we've been doing ATP now for over eight years. It's going to be our ninth anniversary in July. And so I've had understanding that parents who have that knowledge of how to go about seeds and all that, the fact that you also give it with cup and spoon and not bottle feeding and all those things, they tend to find it easier to do complementary feeding. And those who just approach it with the usual traditional approach just as with pap everybody's giving pap and and formula or oh, that's what we think complementary feeding is that is not complementary feeding so i recommend that you go to our facebook group if you go we have the what we call the guide session if you look through our menu there's a guide session if you click on the guide the first one is uh, breastfeeding and the second one is the complementary feeding videos there are about five or six of them each of them lasts less than 10 minutes. The longest, I think, is less than 10 minutes. And you can just watch them. And we have articles as well. So you understand how this breakdown. And there are teachings as well that I've done full one-hour teaching on complementary feeding. I will recommend you go through that. So you prepare. Don't rush into complementary feeding. There's no rush. At six months old, breast milk is still the main food for your baby. But when you have the understanding, then you can start and you can do it by yourself. And there is no one food that you must start with. And there's no one food that your child cannot eat unless your child is allergic to it. So that is important. It's important to understand the principles. And then you can always um, uh, go on with that. Okay. All right. Let me just quickly take if there's, I think there's one question on Instagram. So I don't want Instagram people to feel. I've forgotten them. I have not. Uh, so my baby is one. Yeah, that is Courtney. Okay, uh, five months. She doesn't like taking liquid milk. Uh, I feel that when she tastes the milk, um, I feel like I feel she still needs milk. Okay, I intend to stop breastfeeding. How do I ensure sure she's having enough milk? All right, thank you. That's a very good question. Uh, number one, yes, you're right. Your child still needs milk. Her children needs milk. Uh, even today, you're five years because most of the calcium and most of other things that are in milk, they are very essential for children. So we children all need um, to take milk. Um, but milk does not have to be taken as a liquid drink. You don't have to always drink milk, which is where your issue is there now because you're worried about your child not taking liquid milk. You don't have to drink milk to take milk so there are many ways you can take milk okay drinking the milk is obviously one of them but you can use your milk for cooking so you can make things like your pancakes is made from milk you can add milk to your child's um 
porridge they don't have to drink the mix separately you can mix it into the pulp and use it to make it you know some children like to lick the powder milk that is also fine it's still milk as long as the milk is getting into them you can make smoothies with milk so there are so many things you can use milk for so milk does not have to be something you drink okay it's most important is that you take the milk in your diets and you can lick it you can add it to porridge you can add it to cereals you can add it into your smoothies you can use it to make pancakes or what all other make kind of diets is fine so as long as your child is taking any of those one then your child is getting the milk so i hope that is helpful um i will recommend that you breastfeed for as long as possible Two so years, if possible, that is our minimum recommendation. And mix 359, good evening, ma'am. My 16-month-old baby weigh 11.5, uh, breastfeed every one hour. Every one hour is so frequent. Uh, she hardly sleep at night because she's stressing you. Number one, your 16-month-old does not need as much of breast milk as 16 months. We, we say you should breastfeed for as long as possible. But for them at that age, the breastfeeding is not the main food. It's just a token. And we really recommend you give them the breast milk more from the uh, benefits of protection against diseases and charms. So from the, um, what do you call it? From the, uh, all the, uh, uh, some substances that are present in breast milk that are very important in protecting children. So antibodies and all those kind of uh, things that fight infections, okay? So that is the essence of that breastfeeding. It is not, number one, to feed the child, you know, to feed their tummy. So we call it token breastfeeding. That's number one. Number two, your child is most likely using your breast as a, as a, as a, what do you call it now? As a pacifier. So the child is sucking, you know, to keep himself, you know, but if a child is sucking every one hour at night, it's not about food, it's about comfort. So one thing you may want to do is to the first was separate your baby from your bed. So your child should sleep on, on a home bed separately, okay? And make sure that the child eats well during the day. We expect a 16 month old to be sleeping most of the night, to be sleeping through the night and not sucking every one hour at night. So it's more of an habit thing. It's just like children will use uh, dummies or children will use um, pacifiers and things like that. So it's an habit which has been created, which has to be broken. <laughs> so this is, this, that is what I think is going on with your baby. So any child suck every one hour. It's not about food. It's just the child just got used to the habits of sucking, and it tends to happen. Especially if you co-sleep with a child. So, for a one-year-old child, you may want to separate them. Let the child sleep on on a home in a home bed. The bed can be in your room, but it can be separate. So the child get used to sleeping on their own. Also, try and avoid using breast um, breastfeeding as a way to. Uh, kind of make the child fall asleep as a, how do we call it, like something you use as a pacifier or something you use as a uh, um, mechanism to get them to sleep. Let the child learn to fall asleep on his or her own without breastfeeding, okay? So you need to work on that. More importantly, separate the child, let the child learn to sleep on their own. If the child wakes up in the middle of the night and wants to suck, that's fine. But it doesn't have to be like something the child has to suck every one hour. So that is just more from an habit thing. Make sure the child eats well during the day. They should have at least three to four meals during the daytime. Well fed. So the child well fed, you know, the child should be able to sleep well through the nights, not needing to suck 
every second. Sometimes just more from an habit rather than from um, um, from the fact that the child actually need the breast milk. So those are the things you can do because obviously it's also stressing you out and you have to work on that. And if you want to win the child, fine, you can, but usually we recommend two years, uh, which is almost, you're almost there anyway. All right, so let's continue from Facebook. Um, when can one stop giving gripe water? The question is that you should not even be giving gripe water at all. Okay, so there are so many things people give to newborn babies. We give them all this gripe water, all this uh, nospermine, all this bonabib, all these uh, all sorts of things. I call it hydrogba syndrome. So in Nigeria, especially in southwest Nigeria, when a newborn baby is born, people just pack all these drugs into the into the bowl and every time they finish bathing the baby then they stop dropping all these drugs into the baby's mouth very wrong and obviously the way you ask your question is like you assume that baby should be given gripe water and the question is actually wrong baby should not be given it at all the only thing your baby need is breast milk okay take that from me say it's anywhere the only thing a newborn baby needs is breast milk no drugs no drug is routine in newborn babies. Some of you, even when you leave hospital, some hospitals will give you all these ampiclos, all these this, all this that. All of them are not necessary. Just throw them away. The only thing you need to give your newborn baby is breast milk. The only baby that will need drug is a child who is sick. Okay, if a child is sick, is ill, uh -huh. a child has sepsis or a child has any other uh, problem, which we are treating maybe one week, two weeks, but there's no drug that any newborn baby needs that has to be given every day for forever. No, there's none at all. Even the so-called uh, multivitamins that we give, um, you know, all the various brands we give, I'm not here to advertise any of them. They are all, they are all unnecessary, okay? If you yourself as a mom, you're eating well, you're taking your own vitamins or eating your fruits and your veggies and all that, your baby will get all those vitamins from you. All the vitamin B, vitamin C, everything will be passed from your breast milk to your baby. So what we want you to feed your baby with for the first six months of life is nothing else but breast milk. No water, no drug, no grab water, no bonabib, no bomaro, nothing. Just breast milk only. Even for colic, most of them don't need any drugs. Okay, sometimes some babies are very bad. Sometimes give them infocol, but this is just for a couple of you know to get them over that colic period, and then you'll be fine. We don't usually recommend grape water even for colic for babies. There are lots of studies and research on it about some of the uh, issues, but these are things that people have grown up over the years, and this is a practice and all that. Now, of course, most of us have our experienced mothers and grandmothers with us, and they just practice all these things, but. You need to know that things are changing and you need to know what is current. And currently, we do not recommend any of those things for your babies. Just give them breast milk and breast milk only and they'll be fine. So um, who is asking that question? Uh, Anna, uh, Amma? Okay, Amma, yes. I guess that's Sanganian. You should just stop. Just stop it straight away. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go to honey blessing. Is it safe to give a day old baby coconut water? No. Okay. So for all these newborn newborn um moms, first time moms, especially, I have a lot of resources for you. I have lots of products for first time mothers, and I have one on all these kind of questions like 
I call it uh, 500 questions for first time mothers. You may want to get that. It's a digital product. All these questions have been answered. So there are so many things. So even when I was asking the other question, I think I've answered your question, Annie. No coconut water, please. Do not give coconut water to babies. So if your mom, if a mom is not lactating, the way to get the mother to lactate is to put the baby to the breast. It is not to give coconut water. It's not to give glucose water. It is not to give anything. So if a mother is sick, mom is sick, mom is unconscious, mom is in the intensive care unit, we will give formula why the mother is still not able to breastfeed. That is what we will give. That is why those formula are there. We actually have them in scenarios where for reasons beyond our control, a mother cannot breastfeed. A mom is late, a mom is in intensive care, a mom is unconscious. But for a mother who is alive, who is well, who is opening her eyes, please put your baby to the breast. Do not give coconut water. There's what we call milk let down. So the way the body works is like the body already produces breast milk and it's stored in the mother, you know, when she has a baby. But for it to flow out, the baby has to suck on the breast, okay? It is the sucking of the baby on the breast that causes the milk to flow, okay? It is what causes what we call the milk lets down. So when my mother is not lactating, you don't, so most of us always get it wrong. You, you, are, not, you are not going to get milk to flow first before the baby starts sucking. The milk is going to flow when the baby starts to suck. And that is it. So most of us say, oh, the milk is not flowing. So you start going for coconut water, all these other things. No, the milk will only flow when the baby starts to suck on the breast. So you don't have to see milk. You don't have to say anything. Just put the baby to the breast. It is the sucking of the baby on that breast that will make the milk to flow. That is number one. Number two, the first milk that the mother produced is not white milk. Most of us are looking for white milk. It is not white. It is actually more or less colorless or amber color. We call it colostrum. So if you press the brain, you see something flowing out, but it's not looking like milk. It is milk. It is actually colostrum. And it's the baby's first immunization because that's milk that looks colorless and not looking like white milk contains so much antibodies so much protective factors for the baby so even though you are not seeing it flowing like what you expect like white milk it is still milk it is called colostrum so let the baby suck on it and that's why some of you wonder what is this baby sucking on baby is sucking you're not seeing something white but maybe keeps sucking and all that so that is colostrum and it is okay. And it is very important that baby gets the colostrum because that's what protects the baby from infections. All the antibodies, all the uh, cells, all the agents that protect against infections and all that, they are all packed into the colostrum. It's the baby's first immunization. So please put the baby to the breast. Let the baby suck on the breast. Let the baby suck the colostrum. It may not look white, but it's still milk. And please do not give coconut water. Do not give glucose water. Do not give anything else apart from breast milk. Now, if for any reason, because obviously there are some reasons, mother had eclampsia, mother is in intensive care, mom is late for any reason, yes, we will give the baby formula. That is why we call it breast milk substitute. It is a substitute. So you don't give a substitute when you have the original, okay? You give the best, but when there's no best, you give the next 
thing that you can get. But not even the water, not any of those water. It has to be the breast milk or we go for the formula. Those are the things we give and not any of those um, so-called water and water. All right. I, during the year, as always, every year we will see teach on breastfeeding. So we're shout for our breastfeeding week in August. And if you want to do a course on breastfeeding, we have it also on our guide session and you can watch that as well. All right, Amarachi is saying, what could be done to a two-year-old that is constantly having boys is refusing to take any drugs, okay? So there are two things that are issues there. Number one, it is not normal for a two-year to be having boys constantly. It is not normal. Boys are like skin infection. Uh, they usually from what we call staff, uh, staff local consorium. So I know most of the abalists in Nigeria have bastardized the name of that bacteria, but it's just the name of one of those popular bacteria and that causes boils. And usually it's from the hand of people and getting to the what we call the skin follicles. So um, the question is, why is the child having boils? So if the child is having a recurring boil, we need to know why. It's not normal. First, you need to pay attention to the hygiene, hand washing. You wash your hands. You wash the hands of the children as well. You make sure you, you know, regular personal hygiene. They have their baths every day and change the clothes. You know, just hygiene generally, you pay attention to that. So if you are doing all that and the child is having recurring boils, then we have to check. So does this child have what we call immune suppression you know something is there anything that is causing this child's immunity to be low in other words this child is able to come down with so much infection because the body immune system is not fighting so we need to know why why so, so for example children who have diabetes and all that they can have all these recurrent infections children who have um other you know immunosuppression uh like um like cancer, these are rare stuff. So that's why we don't expect a child to be having recurrent boils. So if a child is having recurrent boils, you need to see a pediatrician. We need to investigate first why the child is having recurrent infection. That is number one. Number two is the child refusing to take drugs. So a child who is refusing to take drugs, uh, most children don't like drugs that are bitter and all that. That is also normal so but uh sometimes children have to take drugs when they are sick so if a child is refusing to take drugs i i really want to know what is the issue there uh sometimes children don't want to do certain things but you as a parent you have to make them do what they don't want to do so usually what we normally do as pediatricians we prescribe drugs that are not bitter we prescribe drugs that are sweet to the taste so you may want to tell your pediatrician maybe the drugs you are trying to give is is bitter or sweet, or you know, they may give you something sweeter, and that's one. Number two, we sometimes, uh, if your child is a Nigerian child, who can take swallow? So you put the tablet inside the bar or the semo or the amala and put it with coat it with a lot of okra soup or whatever, and let them swallow it. So I have an article on how to give drugs to children who don't like to take drugs. You must find your own way around it, okay? And so we those are the ways you can do it. You can put this in a syringe and give, you know, a little drops at a time until they get into the child's body. So you must have a way to give your children drugs. Uh, most children don't like taking drugs, but we have to get it into them if they need it. So those are some of the tips. If you go to that article, you will see more tips. And if if the child will not take oral drugs, then we have to admit the child and put on injection. We have to give IV drugs if we have to. That means we have to keep the child on admission, which is the last thing we want to do. But if we have to do it, we have to do it, okay? But more importantly for me is why is your child 
having recurring bulbs, that is what needs to be addressed. So you may want to see a pediatrician and let them get, but before you do that, make sure you are also doing all the net needful. You're making sure you're paying attention to the hygiene and all that. If you're doing all that, then there should be no reason why the child uh, is having recurring cell infections unless there's something else underlying that we need to address. So that is more important. All right, let's move on. Added to two. My baby is eight weeks old. Um, she refused sucking from the breast when I got back from the hospital. I was admitted because my surgery site was infected. I was popping the bottle for her. How do I make her suck again? So the question I did to is, is your child sucking from the bottle or is your child also not sucking from the bottle? Because that is important for us. So if your child was being given bottle and it's not refusing to suck breast, we call that nipple confusion, um, which is why we don't like bottle to be given to babies in these first few weeks of life it causes a lot of confusion so the baby is gotten used to the seat of the bottle which is different from the mothers and you know the sucking from the breast is other work than sucking from the bottle because people that give bottles you know you always make the hole bigger so the thing is just rushing down into their mouth whereas when baby wants to suck from the bread the breast one is not rushing it's all you have to suck is walk so babies obviously being very intelligent they will go for the easier option which is to suck uh the bottle rather than the breast so which is why we don't want to give bottles to the babies it's better to give them the milk express milk their cup and spoon and uh, no many of you think it's hard work or it's difficult but it's not that difficult really if you just get the nurses you know to show you you know how to give it if some of you are being in intensive care you know you know what i'm talking about you see our nurses feeding the babies with the bottle with the cup and it's very easy to do um it's a very simple procedure but sometimes you just need to learn the skill but that's what we recommend you give it either with a cup or give it a cup and spoon and if your baby has now become used to the bottle and baby is able to suck on the bottle but not sucking on the breast what you need to do is to throw away the bottle and give the baby no option and to suck on the breast and that is what you have to do and after time and also make sure your baby is well attached to the breast because breastfeeding is 99% attachment, okay? Many of us don't attach our baby to the breast properly. Attachment is, um, the, the baby should not be sucking on the nipple. Most of us just think we should just pull the nipple. The nipple is the part that is uh, pointed in our breast. You know, that is not where the milk is. The milk is actually in the part beyond that nipple, what we call the areola, that black part beyond. I think I need to get a model of the breast so that I always have it with me to show us when I'm talking about breastfeeding. So what we want the baby to be sucking on is that black part beyond your nipple, the areola. You have to make sure that when you are breastfeeding your baby, you don't just let them just quickly grab the nipple. You have to make sure the mouth of the baby is open wide and you push the most of the breast into their mouth so that their mouth is covering that areola. You should barely see it at all. You know, when you look at your breast and uh, when you're breastfeeding, you should barely see that black part of the areola. Everything, the nipple and the areola should be in the mouth. So when the baby put their gum on the areola, the milk gushes out. But when they suck on the nipple, no make will flow the baby gets frustrated and then they don't want to suck whereas and if you give them bottle then the whole thing is flowing so why should they go and suck on the breast but if they don't suck on the breast after a while you'll notice that your breast 
production, breast milk production begins to drop. So it's very important that your baby is sucking on the breast and we should also alternate uh, the breast. So, um, so when you are trying to breastfeed, make sure your baby is well attached. But if you need more uh, like video evidence of how to go about doing this, I will strongly recommend our uh, guide section again goes to the guide one on breastfeeding the videos are super super amazing it shows you how to attach your baby to the breast it shows you how to feed them and you know you will get it and just keep doing it and then the baby will start to suck i hope that's helpful oh i need blessing i've asked about this coconut i've answered this question coconut water no don't give coconut water give breast milk only Oh, Lucy, good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. My baby will be one year on 14 of January. Birth weight is 28 kg. Do you mean 2.8 kg? I hope your baby is not 28 kg. I guess you went to write 2.8. Current weight is 10.5, which is fine. Uh, he has not yesterday walking. That's no problem. Uh, you only stand by holding on to something. I am worried. You don't have to be worried. Uh, most babies work at one year, but some babies will not work until 18 months, and we are perfectly fine with that. So just and baby's already standing, so it's just a matter of time. So just relax. Baby will work when baby is ready. If your baby is not working by 18 months, yes, you can come and see us, but I think your baby would have worked by then. But if your baby is not working by 18 months, that is when. As oh, the pediatricians will be worried. All right, Equitosi, we're six months old today. Congratulations. I have started giving my baby complimentary food like beans, rice, fish. And you are just six months old today. You see, you are not doing complimentary feeding rice because if you are six months today, you shouldn't you couldn't have given your baby beans, rice, fish the same day your baby turns six because you are supposed to actually start today okay so if you are doing too much you are doing too much um so uh you you i think you really need to go i don't know whether you were here at the beginning of my talk of this program when i said talking about complementary feeding when i think somebody was asking about what food to give uh for six months old your first day of feeding the baby the goal is not to feed the baby all the food I know some of you are so happy, like you want to, <laughs> you have been doing exclusive breastfeeding and you want to just, um, you know, stop, but you're not supposed to stop. You're supposed to continue breastfeeding and you're not supposed to hide the food. And when you're hiding food, you have to hide it in a sequential way. Number one, when you're starting complementary food, your child needs to be on what look like porridge like okay not full grown rice not full beans that's not what you start complementary food with you have to start with something that is semi-solid soft semi-solid porridge like okay for the very first time you're giving a child food one to three spoons is what you start with and you do that twice a day and then you go on and then you gradually increase the quantity you gradually increase the texture to something thicker, most, you know, usually by the time they're about nine months, something quasar, and then something fully solid by the time they're about one year, and then the quantity you give as well, okay? So you don't rush complementary feeding. You need to also understand the quantity you're supposed to give, all right? So all these things are important. So Tosi, I will recommend that you go to our Facebook group, uh, go to the guide section. We have a guide session. Go to the guide too, which is on complimentary. I want you to watch all those videos first. 
don't worry, you just started complimentary feeding today. You are just six months today. So as of today, your baby's food is still going to be 80% of breast milk. So keep giving the breast milk the way you were given before. But now you start adding the complimentary feedings. And I want you to go and look at the quantity, the texture, and the frequency of what you give your child. So um, the first, first day of a child who is starting complimentary feeding, beans, rice, and fish, that is not going to be what that child is supposed to take. And if I tell you want to give it, it has to be either you puree it or something. Hey, but I don't know which texture like you, you gave it. So that's important for you to understand. Then as a get holder, that's when you now start giving them the full you know, normal solid rice, normal solid beans and all that. So you really need to understand that. Um, so you also need to understand the quantity, uh, you know, so also that is very important. And literally sometimes babies are certain age, um, some of the food you give to them, um, they may pass it out, we have what we call short life diarrhea, where they pass it out unchanged. It's usually something temporary and it will resolve. It's not something to worry about. But really, I think you really need to have a better understanding of complementary feeding first for equi. And then after that, you will you can get it right. Cecilia, happy new year to you. Good to have you back. Good to have you. Good to have you join us as well. Ugo Chiku, uh, Ugo Kings, Agassi, good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Lucy, thank you, Ma. You're welcome. Uh, Amaka, Happy New Year. So many Happy New Year today. <laughs> Equitosi, you say six months and six days. Oh, okay. Fine. That's okay. Uh, because, um, yeah, okay, fine. But I still want you to go through the complimentary feeding videos and just get the the principles and then you can continue your food is okay but it's just the way you give it the quantity the texture and all that was very important delaying okay my son of two years six months old can't talk well he doesn't talk clearly like i hear just few of what he says please what could be the problem okay now your your own question is not very clear to me so can you um what are the words that you can hear? How many clear, clear words can you hear? Like, if you count them, how many single words? Do a two and a half year old should be stringing words together, should be talking in phrases and sentences. So if your two year old is not saying words, uh, like phrases and sentences, um, then you really need to see a speech therapist. It means the child has speech delay. So it could be what we call isolated speech delay, just the speech only being slow, like the child is slow talking, or it could be part of other problems, like some children may have autism or global developmental delay and all that. So, um, but I think the first thing is to see his speech therapist first. Uh, sometimes we actually want you to see the, to do a hearing test first, make sure the child can hear, and then we'll see the speech therapist who can do an assessment and then he can tell you, this is where the child is and they can give you some therapy uh, sessions and advice and all that. And if there are other issues in addition to the speech, then they will refer you to the developmental pediatrician so we can do a full assessment uh, for the child. I hope that uh, is helpful. So try get a speech therapist right, that's where to start. Okay, maybe seven months old. Can I give up warm medicine? No, you can't. We start recommending warm, the warming from um, 
one year old. So you wait until your child is one year old, and then you can give the child the um, warmest spellers. All right. Uh, okay, I don't think I have any questions from Instagram. Instagram people ask your questions, I will answer them. Don't think I've forgotten you. Uh, but if you don't have any questions, it's fine. You can just keep listening. Uh, so, uh, Ugo, you can wait until your baby is one year old before you give the warm speller. It's too early. Ibukun, good evening, ma. Please, when do preterm babies attain their control? Okay, so preterm babies is a huge. So, any baby born before 37 weeks, we call it preterm babies. So, any baby born less than 37 weeks is preterm. So, what we normally do, the, the way you ask your question is difficult to answer it that way, but what we normally do is to do what we call corrected age for preterm babies. So, we normally subtract the number of weeks they are born early. I'll give you an example. Let's say a baby is born at 36 weeks. And let's say that baby is today, the baby's age is by the calendar. Chronological age is five months. But because baby was born four weeks earlier, because the normal time, the dates they normally give you is based on 40 weeks. So if baby is born at 36 weeks, that baby is preterm. So let's say the baby is five months old today. The corrected age for that baby today will be that five months minus those four weeks that the baby came out earlier, that four weeks. So that baby will be actually be corrected age of four months. So when you're looking at the... um developmental milestones for preterm babies you use their corrected age so corrected age is what we use and so normal age for normal uh, neck control is three to four months so three to four months is when we expect babies to develop neck control any baby that doesn't have neck control by four months that is delayed and that child needs to see a developmental a pediatrician. So if you what you need to do for, for your preterm baby is to calculate their corrected age. And so whenever their corrected age is three to four months, that is when you will expect them to have neck control. So if you want to know more about all the different milestones, you can go to our website and you can check. There's one article on is my child development on course. So you can check that um, uh, article to know when neck control, when should when, when should you worry. So but for the preterm babies, the only thing is that you use the corrected age, not the chronological age. You use the corrected age to get the uh, the age to use to compare their weights or their growth or their development, we use the corrected age, not the chronological age. And the age corrected that we expect neck control is three to four months. And because preterm babies are prone to uh, what we call developmental delays, especially if they were born to uh, any baby born less than 26 weeks, what we call extremely preterm babies or babies born less than one kilos. They are prone to a lot of injuries in their brain, and so they are prone to having developmental delays, cerebral palsy, and all that. So for such babies, if you have concerns about their development, you should please see a pediatrician. And it's actually the reason why we recommend that all preterm babies should be followed up. So most of you have preterm babies, and you go home after your baby has been inside intensive care for three, four months, and you think that is all. No, it is not a hollow. All preterm babies must, it is a must, be followed up 
by a pediatrician and these are the things we're looking out for we're looking at their growth we're looking at the developments we're looking at the blood levels we're looking at so many things because there are still uh, what we call long-term complications for preterm babies and we need to check all those complications so please make sure your baby goes for the regular checkups not just only immunization they must be seeing their pediatrician until the pediatrician discharges you. Some of them will follow up for one year, two years, some will follow up to five years. So you have to make sure you're following up with the uh, pediatrician. Okay, so Ibuku, okay, so your baby, okay, baby is five weeks, born at 34 weeks. Your baby is still pretty young. So this baby is still, is still minus three, <laughs> minus three weeks from our own calculation. So your baby, um, your baby is just, uh, minus no minus one week. Your baby, your baby was born six weeks earlier, so your baby is still supposed to be at thirty nine weeks old right now. So your baby will be one week after next month, and then that's when you start counting. But your baby will be gaining a corrected age of three to four months. That's when you expect a neck control. Even for the time babies, the neck control is not at six weeks. The neck control is three to four months for time baby. So it's too pretty early for you to start worried. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Equi is giving me updates on your complementary feeding. Okay. Um, yeah. So you need to, if you're, there's nothing wrong with baby passing stool immediately after they finish eating. What they pass may not necessarily be what they've just eaten. So don't, you need to get that separately. Don't, uh, you, unless you're telling me you are seeing the pieces of the food itself, which is what we call toddler's diarrhea, like you've seen the beans in the stool or all that, then that is toddler's diarrhea. But if your baby passed stool immediately, they, they finish eating. It does not mean it's the food they just ate now that they passed. You know, it most times when we eat, there's what we call. Uh, there's a gastrochronic free reflex, there's a reflex, there's a stimulation, and whatever stool has been stored will be passed, okay? But you also need to make sure you're paying attention to several things. You're paying attention to hygiene, washing your hands before you make the food, washing the plates and everything. Make sure you make the food fresh. Don't give leftover foods since the bacteria would have, you know, growing them and become a culture. And make sure you, you also give the right quantity and all that. But if this tool the baby is passing, you need to be sure. You see the food you just gave now of what the child has eaten earlier. There's nothing wrong with babies passing stool immediately after eating. That is a normal phenomenon. But the most important thing is that your child um is getting the right quantity, the right frequency of food. So that's what I would say about that. And then you're also paying attention to all the hygiene around baby. Don't overload the food with milk. Just make sure you're breastfeeding your baby more. Your six months old should be taking 80% of breast milk. So just keep breastfeeding that baby the same way you were breastfeeding before now. And then the only the, the other food you should only give twice a day for now. And make sure, you know, spaces and the quantity should not be more than half a cup. So those are very important information. If you are doing the right thing, then there, there should be no problem with your baby. All right. Okay. Uh, Equi, I've already answered your question. You, 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 you seem to be giving your bit too much food. You are giving a pap. You are giving rice. You are giving peas. You are giving feed. Your baby is just six days into complementary feeding. I feel like you are doing too much. Don't you don't need to overload this baby with food. The main food your baby needs to take is still the breast milk, and then you give 
all that. So that's why I really recommend you. If you go to our Facebook group, you will see the guide section. You will see those videos. You can watch them and then you can now follow the principles. So you're not stressing me at all. No, you're not stressing me. I like the fact that you're asking those questions. It's very important for us to for you to ask those questions and you want to do the right thing, which is why you're asking. Um, but like I said, if, if, if I start talking to you about complimentary reading now, we're not going to answer anybody's question today. It's a whole topic on its own. It's, I wish we would still address by God's grace during the year, but I want, I want you to watch those videos and then you can, you know, pick up those principles from there and you can continue. So don't worry, you'll be fine and you'll be fine. All right. Uh, Allah closes. Thank you. Uh, I don't see any question on Instagram, okay, and I hope uh, ATP people are not asking their question on the group, um, so that we can, uh, okay, yeah, the yeah, questions are on the group. Okay, so we, if you still have any questions, feel free to ask your questions, and we still have, uh, I mean, oh, my, wow, time flies, I didn't know time is up. <laughs> Wow, well, I was just going to say we have a couple more minutes. I didn't know the time is up. Wow, time flies here. Yeah. Honestly, it flies so fast. Okay, all right. Oh, my time is up. But we're back and um, no problem. If you still have any questions uh, about the health of your children, uh, feel free to go to our Facebook um, group. Uh, we have four Facebook groups. We have Ask the Pediatrician, which is our main group. You can't miss us on Facebook with over 700,000 members. So you will know you're in the right place because there are a few Ask the Pediatrician people like, oh, is that your group? No, is that not our group? Any group that is less than 700K is now our group. So make sure you're in the right group. Join our group. You can post your questions from Mondays to Saturdays, okay, and we will be there. Our moderators are ready. I can see many of you have started bombarding us with your question, which is fine. We are happy that's all we do. Uh, so feel free to post your questions from Mondays to uh, Saturdays, and we will try and answer them. Um, so if you have question on children's health, you post on Ask the Pediatricians. If you have question about adult health issues, you post on ACP Family. If you're a first time mother, you can post on FTM Facebook group. If you are a mom who has gone through some bereavement, loss of pregnancy, loss of a child, and you need that support, uh, feel free to post on our FTM. Uh, uh, it's still a mom Facebook group, and we'll answer the questions. Remember that on Thursdays, we do teachings, and this year, we have a lot of our uh, doctors and specialists who have going to be teaching us several things. Uh, I was be taking some of them. So we still talk about breastfeeding. We still talk about immunization. We still talk about our everyday complementary feeding. We'll talk about all those things, but there are other topics. And if you have topics that you say, oh, I love the Kwame, I want you guys to talk about this particular topic. We will talk about them. Just send us a message anywhere on our WhatsApp, on our Facebook group, anywhere. Just send us a message. We will talk about them. So every Thursday we'll do a teaching on Monday, and if you, sorry, on Thursday at 10 a.m., if you have any questions, please post on the Facebook group. If you have any question, send it to us on Facebook or email us, we will try and answer them. So all these videos, all these teachings will be on Facebook, will be on Instagram, and it will be on um, 
our YouTube channels. We also have a podcast where you can also listen to all these uh, uh, programs as well. So feel free to use all these resources, okay? And you, even our website as well, you can also read about them. So you have loads of resources where we have loads of information where you can get support with your children's health issues or health issues generally. And I just want to also let you know that beyond uh, what we do online, uh, beyond what we do online, uh, we also um, uh, we also uh, do things offline as well. Um, we we will uh, do outreaches in the schools. And some of you, you know, when your schools uh, during the year, we talk about our first aid uh, booklet. I think I have a copy here. Okay. I can't find it anymore. All right, so we, we, we share our, uh, we talk about first aid, we empower the children on what to do for medical emergencies and all that. So um, we will continue to do that this year. Our goal is to go around all the secondary schools in Nigeria. So we will appreciate you supporting us, donate to us so that we can, um, we can do that as well. And also beyond that, uh, we will be doing free uh, clinics, uh, virtual clinics this year, every month, the last Saturday of the month, apart from if there's a public holiday or something, we will be doing uh, clinics where we'll do 100 free consultations every clinic. So we'll send you the link on how you can be part of that. So and we want to reserve it strictly for those who... Uh, you know, indigents who cannot afford to see a pediatrician or they don't have access to pediatrician uh, in their location. So every month we'll try, of course, it's for those who are not in acute cases, emergencies, you know, you have to go to the hospital, but something that is like um, something not an emergency and you need to see a pediatrician, but you are unable to pay for it or you have limited access to it, we will give those people, uh, we'll be doing 100 of that uh, every month in the whole of 2024. So that's additional support we're going to be giving to Nigerian children in 2024 all right so for all these things we will appreciate your support so if you want to support htp our account details are all over the places and feel free to support us and we'll be very happy i will be sharing more of all this support that we have so our programs htp live every monday 6 p.m don't miss it Every Thursday, ATP hour, don't miss it. The groups are open Mondays to Saturdays. Ask any question. We are open 24-7 Mondays to Saturdays. We'll be in your community, in your schools. Uh, let us know if you want us to come to your school to do our ATP first aid project. We'll come and teach your students on how to do first aid. We'll give them our first aid booklets. And it's also available online, so you can also access that. And monthly, we're going to be giving 100 free consultations to those who really need it and who cannot afford it. So if you can afford it, please don't book it. Let's leave it for those who really 
really need a pediatrician consultation and they cannot afford it. And if you are happy to sponsor any of our programs, our ATP Life, our ATP Hour, our ATP Free consultations, please, or our ATP projects in the schools, please get in touch with us. Or if you are a corporate body and you like to partner with us, please get in touch with us and we'll be very happy to partner with you so thank you so much everyone for joining me today i can't believe one hour has gone so fast uh peggy good evening happy new year god bless you i saw like blood particles in my baby's urine blood no we don't want to see blood in the urine so i really want you to take the baby to the hospital they need to do what we call the urinalysis they need to test the urine for blood and if there's blood inside we need to know where where is that blood coming from and then we can uh, address it so that's what you need to do you can go to the hospital this evening and let them do is a urinalysis the test they will do straight away and then they will let you know whether there's blood or not Sometimes it may, it may not be blood, it may be something about you. They will check it first. And um, if it is blood, then they will advise you what to do next because we need to investigate why and what to do. All right. Well, don't worry, don't panic. Just go to the hospital. All right. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. I'll see you um, next Monday by the grace of God. Uh, but before then, I'll see some of you on Thursday for a fresh episode of ATP Live. I feel uh, ATP Howard, sorry. <laughs> I feel wonderful evening and it is bye for me. Bye bye.